Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she's tired. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. and who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside HBC Sports Lab, running solo, but don't be. Uh, to concern, we'll get the other guys in the group, and we even got some special folks that are coming in here, maybe to give us some additional information on uh, what's going on at the Division Two, what we call the mid-major level NIA, particularly looking at the CIAA. See if we can get some insight on that. But with that being said, let let me welcome you to episode three sixty-six inside the HBC Sports Lab show. And podcasts as I'm Dr. Yada Cabill of Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. They're not on assignment. They are coming. Uh, I had a couple of things that have gotten them to slow down, I'm trying to get them together so to make sure we're ready for this Cactus Jack HBCU Classic uh, as we move forward. With that being said, welcome to episode 366 Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs and the business of HBC sports. We call it Sports Pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cabello, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bissell. Uh, you know, we'll get them a little payback as they get going. Uh, with that being said, we're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live. KCH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, that is Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. With that being said, today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THD Agency. THD Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Let's get into some of the news of the day. Uh, as uh, this is a big sporting weekend in a lot of ways. You know, obviously we got some big uh, matchups at the HBCU basketball as things come towards the end of the season, final weekend for the CIAA, uh, last couple of weekends for the SIEC. Same with the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. As they come down the stretch, then you have just a couple of weeks for the major division with the SWAC and the MEAC and all those independent programs. But with that being said, we have a SWAC Indoor Track and Field Championship set for this weekend, February 16th and 17th, 2023 Southwestern Athletic Conference Men's and Women's Indoor Track and Field Championship will be take place. Birmingham's Crossplex on Thursday, February 16th, Friday, February 17th. Championships will be streamed live on Friday, February 17th, starting at 12 noon. I think there's been adjustment in the time of that, so check. Uh, SWAC.org to get that information, but it will be on the SWAC Digital Network YouTube page to watch the action for every AM men's and women's indoor track and field teams claim titles in 2022. Can they do it again? Please visit SWAC.org as a lot of teams will be in the heat trying to catch them and see what they want to get done in terms of what that looks like from that perspective. So always happy to see what goes on then. Also, I alluded a little bit to this in terms of the catch casting. Cactus Jack HBCU Classic, if I can get it out. That's 2023. Um, big time event starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow with uh, 11 o'clock. Teams uh, getting it done in a lot of ways there. So it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. Cactus Jack HBCU Classic is set to make its debut at Minute Maid Park Friday, February the 17th through Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Uh, as you know, the Classic will be first of its kind. Three-year deal. So let's get in early Houston since the Astros hosted the Major League Baseball Urban Invitational that exclusively featured historically black colleges and universities back in 2013. Oh, man, almost 10 years ago. 
Time flies. The inaugural nine-game tournament will feature Houston area Prairie v A&M University and Texas Southern University, and four schools from the neighboring states of Louisiana and Mississippi. That's Southern University in Grambling, state out of Louisiana, as you know, Jackson State and Mississippi Valley State uh, University out of Mississippi. 2,500 fans each day will receive exclusive travel. Scott Ballhead presented by Cactus Jack Foundation. That's his foundation that often gives scholarships to HBCU students that are heading that way. While the Minute Maid Park route protects from the rain excessive heat, the ballpark, it's cold in winter months, so we plan on making sure that you bring your jackets and attire as it's kind of gotten cold this weekend here in Houston. So be aware. So those are some of the things that's going on there. I'm fascinated to see how that breaks down. Saturday is a big day there with uh, obviously home games for Prairie View, uh, as well as Texas Southern playing Pine Bluff and Mississippi Valley. So Mississippi Valley fans, much like Prairie View and Texas Southern fans, are going to have to do some rip and run and make sure they get it all in. But you also have the big classic. AT&T serving and presenting sponsors of NBA HBCU Classic for second year from NBA.com. There's a great article on Anscape that talks about the Grambling State Southern rivalry and many sports particularly. This time we're looking at it from the basketball perspective. Great interviews from some players coming, transferring in and seeing what the rivalry really means. So fascinating in so many ways in terms of what that looks like. AT serving as presenting sponsors for the NBA HBCU Classic for Second year from NBA.com, AT&T is at it again. We'll be presenting partner of the NBA HBCU Classic for the second year. NBA Today, together, the NBA and AT&T will donate 100000 to Classic opponents, Grand State University and Southern University for a total of $200,000 to support academic resources, athletics, and wellness services as part of their respective ongoing commitments to the students, faculty, and alumni of HBCUs. Google and Adidas will serve as associate partners of the game. Throughout NBA All-Star 2023 weekend, the NBA will continue its ongoing commitment to HBCUs with more than $1 million contributed to the organization that provided scholarships, economic empowerment, and career development opportunities to HBCU students and institutions. Always wonderful. Let's get a quote in here to see what they're saying. Statement from uh, said Michelle Jordan, Chief Diversity Officer of AT&T. Quote, AT&T is excited to be back for our second year as a presenting partner for NBA HBCU class, end quote. Jordan continued to ex education and experience provided at HBCU is a valuable part of Black culture. And these schools produce some of the smartest young minds in our country who eventually become leaders of companies like AT&T. We are honored to be part of an entire weekend dedicated to celebrating and uplifting HBCU students to support their education and athletic aspirations, helping them reach greater possibilities, end quote. Coverage of the Bayou rivalry will begin at four o'clock, that is Eastern Standard Time, three o'clock Central on TNT, ESPN2, NBA TV with play by play uh, with from Stephanie Reddy, Coppin State University alumni, alongside Alice Grant Hill, Monica McNutt, sideline reporter Taylor Roots, and special contributor Sierra Jones will be in the house. Jones is a recent graduate of Norfolk State University and contributed to the broadcast as part of the Warner Brothers Discovery Sports Oscar Pope Lift Every Voice in Fellowship. So a lot of great things going on there in terms of what that looks like. I'm excited about that matchup. I'm going to have all my screens on, be ripping and running, getting to the baseball park, making sure I'm ready to catch this up so we can give you updates next week. A lot of good stuff is going on here in terms of the partnership for HBCU. So Wanted to get that out to you. Tennessee State dropped their schedule. North Carolina Central dropped their football schedule. So we'll get a chance maybe to jump in that, see if any of y'all are interested in terms of what that looks like. But with that being said, let's jump in here and take our first break. We'll be right back on the other side. We'll come back um, and see if we can get into maybe a little news. Really want to get into these mid-major polls. We'll get into the women first because Shivery's not dead. We'll see what that looks like. Come back as we come on the other side and bring you some other great HBCU news.
From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business, criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Q Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q Time, an Urban Passport member. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, the ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Caville inside the HBC Sports. You see we got Mike that has jumped on here and came back in. We're going to get into the women's mid-major. A uh, couple of changes in terms of the arrangement of the top five, but nobody dropped out. 
So the windows are holding pretty steady in terms of what it looks like here, but I still want to see what Mike uh, thinks in terms of what that is going on. Let's start with those teams dropping out. Uh, no team dropped out of this week in terms of, but we do have some receiving votes in terms of those receiving votes, none other than Philander Smith Panthers that sit at 20 and 5, 10 and 3 uh, in terms of their conference rank, gaining 17 points. They had a tough matchup rematch with the Russ Bearcats, uh, where the Russ Bearcats end up getting uh, some of that revenge back. Uh, where they upset Russ Bears the week before, at least in some people's eyes. But Philander Smith fell this past weekend uh, to Russ Bearcats. But they are still holding strong. Uh, 20 wins on the season, which is extremely uh, impressive. Uh, Savannah State Tigers sit at 16 and 6, 12 and 5. 10 first place votes. Lincoln Lions are 17 and 7, 11 and 3 with five points. Let's get into the Russ Bearcats sitting at 18 and 5, 11 and 2, 23 points. Briefs ranked four as they fall a spot this weekend. Bring us to number four, Florida Memorial Lions, set at 20 and 5, 14 and 1. Uh, they have not lost to HBCU this weekend. Uh, are playing some tremendous basketball. 20 wins, another team with 20 wins. Anytime you get to 20th, extremely impressive. 36 points. They move up a spot this week. Bring us to number three, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, 19 and 4, 14 and 4. Stay at number three. Not a lot going on there. Uh, bringing us to number two, Fayetteville State Broncos. That's out of the CIAA. We'll bring in Stephen Gaither after the end of this poll ranking and see what his thoughts, uh, as I do know he's listening. Sitting at 16 and 6, 12 and 2, 53 points, two first place votes. Had a couple of games since then, so he'll be able to tell us what he thinks about the CIAA and maybe give us a little hint at number one with another, none other than Tuskegee Golden Tigers, another team that hit that 20-win plateau, 20-3, and 17-0, only undefeated team, if you would, in terms of the women's ranks, really all HBCUs out there. Uh, six first-place votes, 60 points, looking really good. Uh, before I go to you, let's bring in Stephen Gaither, Mike, before I get your thoughts on this. Go ahead and get Steven in here and ready to go. As we get in here, coming in here with him, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of the top five on the women's mid-major division? Mike, hit your mute. My bad. Sorry about that. So anytime you can go 17-0 in your division, that, that garners some – some some attention. Skiggy, 17 and 0. Then man, you take a look at some of the data points and where they are, man, and you look at where they are scoring wise. Woo. I mean, the Skiggy, what uh 72 points a game, uh letting their opponents score 55 points a game. That's a 20 point differential. So I gotta give Tuskegee kind of a higher elevated rate. That's just one data point. That I'll say. So um, the other one, uh, Philander Smith Rust, I give them credit. They're 11 and 2, 18 and 5 overall. So overall, that's another data point. Um, look at their, their win to loss ratio, not only in the conference, but outside the conference. I got to give them some credit as well. They're playing some good ball. I, I would wonder if Russ plays like a Tuskegee, what that what that matchup would look like. So those are just a couple of data points that kind of stick out in my mind, Doc. Yeah, I like when you talk about um, some of those teams up there. As I said, breaking it down, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, they're looking really well too. Uh, wins on the season. Are you seeing that much difference between when you look at uh, what you see of the top teams at the NIA level versus the top teams at the NCAA Division II level, uh, obviously, poll rankings, mix them up together. Uh, SIAC, CIAA, everybody always have these arguments, Gold Coast Athletic Conference and the independent programs in terms of maybe one conference being stronger than the other. I think in a lot of ways, CIAA, uh, particularly on the men's side, maybe on the win's side, you might go with the SIC. Uh, some people would have some arguments with that in regards to what that looks like potentially, uh, but that may be interesting. But then you have uh, some of the best records coming out of the uh, NIA level with Philander Smith, Russ Bear, uh, Florida Memorial in terms of that. What are your thoughts in terms of this intriguing look 
at the NCAA Division II programs and the NIA programs. Yeah, that's always a question with me, Doc. Um, you know, because as you mentioned yourself, these these polls kind of mix them up a little bit. And so that's why I asked, you know, if if a Russ played a Tuskegee or if a Philander Smith played, you know, played a you know, played a Tuskegee or Lincoln, you know, what would that match up? Lincoln's what, uh seven and two, uh twelve and thirteen, twelve and three in the conference. But if you look at statistically where they're at, where they're scoring points per game, point differential, they're just as competitive. So you can't really just overlay and say, you know, well, you know, you know, you plan, you you plan a GCAC, but Division Two uh, versus NAIA, it's 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 to me, there's no, I guess, salt and pepper way to distinguish between strength of schedule and who you're playing. Uh, normally you can, you like those data points to stick out, but for me, I can't. Um, the one that sticks out to me again is, is, is Tuskegee, but I mean, Lincoln looks just a strong fade bill state, eight and one 13 and two of the conference. And, but you look at who they play, it's impossible to, to really compare their overall schedule to an NAI schedule because you have some NAI teams that can play competitively at the D2 level, to be honest. You know, in a lot of ways, we're always asking about these CIAA, SIECs that we can get more of these matchups. With that being said, at least in basketball, um, men's and women's, would you be interested in seeing some matchups between Gold Coast Athletic Conference and the SIEC or Gold Coast Athletic Conference and the CIAA, getting even more of that involved during the um, early part of the season uh, before they get into conference play? Yeah, I would like that. I think that makes a more attractive matchup if you could see those early in the season. I think it gives you a better snapshot. It also makes your polls more interesting. You know, when you when you look at who's number one, particularly in the top five, top ten, it makes your polls more interesting if you could get some of the CIAA or NAIA versus Division Two matchups. Um, then, then the doc the docs polls become. From my perspective, uh, the law of the land. Yeah, good stuff there. Good stuff there. Let me give a shout out to some of the folks that join us before we take this next break uh, with some of those folks in the lab. Always giving us love. Emma Price, Carol Keelum uh, in the building. Silas Edward Morris, PV for the win. Silas Edward Mike Morris it says, yes, we'll see PV, PVU. No. Lennon Blau is in here. Good evening, fellas. Norfolk State University Spartans looking for payback this weekend against Morgan State. Yeah, I like that. Good point. Norfolk State is uh, on Win Street on the men's side playing some good basketball. Good stuff. You're looking for that ending year matchup with uh, Howard and Norfolk last game of the season. That could be uh, for everything. That's an interesting matchup. Oh, Come yeah. Come weeks away. You know, I always like looking ahead. Uh, Carol, Carol. Keelum says, good evening, lab. Yes, PV lead in the first day. G-Boom Hot, uh, going to be a Cactus Jack tournament tomorrow. Good stuff, good stuff. Edwin D. Moore is in here. Good evening, Dean and the professors. Uh, giving us some love in here. Brother Wendell Davis is checking us out, as always. Carl Edmund. Chuck Hunt is in the building. Uh, Stan Hardy is in here. Let's get it. Uh, Grambling State University basketball. Yeah, that's going to be fun, fun. Women's side will be interesting, too, in terms of that matchup. Edwin D. Moore. Professor Washington with the fresh shade. Uh, they giving you kudos uh, with the head looking clean up there. With that, stickers will be right back after this break on the other side. We'll bring in a guest, Stephen Gaither. He'll give us some breakdown in terms of what's going on in the CIAA, giving us some in-depth knowledge behind the scenes, uh, both from the men's and women's. And then I'll give him a chance to let it see what he says about the poll. I'm asking him to be careful there. You know, he is invited. Wouldn't have to turn off his mic, but no, we'll give him free reign and see what he has why to you, say. Why don't you turn off his mic like you turn off mine? <laughs> turn off his mic. <laughs> hey, hey, he cut up. It won't be hard. <laughs> see what it's going to be right back after this break. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. So we've got a good thing going. 
Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Charles Bishop is on assignment. He might be able to sneak in and join his letter. He's trying to get some of those tickets and get things done like that, uh, making sure that he. He's able to give us some updates and news for this weekend as he'll be running around getting it done. But we have none other than Steve Gaither, HBCU Game Day founder there, uh, CIAA extraordinaire in regards to his knowledge, particular of that conference. All of them really he will dig in there, but his specialty is right there. He lives it, uh, as a lot of people would say. But with that being said, before I throw out too many niceties, let me ask you, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Doc. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I still see that you are artful with the photography in the background. Hey, man, you know, I'm spending all this money on camera equipment. I got to make sure I show it off. So, you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, first of all, it's good that you had a money. <laughs> so that means something yeah, happy, is going Happy for that. Yeah. That could be worse than exactly. Let me go over this top five. I know you heard it, but just for dexterity, we'll go over it again. Top five. Number five, Russ Bears, Cats. Number four, Florida Memorial Lions. Number three, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. Number two, Fayetteville State Broncos. And number one, Tuskegee Golden Tigers. We released it today, but it actually comes out Tuesday. So it's of the games up to Monday night. Uh, and so consider that. And you are welcome to give some of those updates as you go through the poll rankings of your concerns of where teams may end up going next week versus what you think now. We'll give you a chance so you don't have to put it all together. Talk about the poll. We're going to come back uh, and make sure you go into CIAA with the women's side of it uh, as we get into it. Bringing us to number one, the Tuskegee Golden Tigers, 20 and 3, 17 and 0. And then we'll have a chance to ask you a couple of questions. Six first place votes. But let's start it off. What do you think about the top five mid major poll rankings in week number six? You know, um, I have, I, I actually don't have any issue with those, actually. Um, Tuskegee, um, you know, they've been playing really good basketball the last couple of years under Coach Powell, I believe is her name. Um, you know, she came in and that program was really down in the dumps and, uh, you know, she's turned it around little by little, um, you know. So um, now, you know, they are the hunted. Um, I was looking forward to seeing them last year in the SIC tournament when they were in Rock Hill. But, you know, SIC women's basketball last year was just such a racket. I didn't even get a chance to see them on Friday afternoon. They were out, um, you know, so, um, <laughs> right. you, know, you know, it's definitely impressive what they've done in the SIC um, this year. You know, like you said, anytime you can go in your conference uh, where teams know you, uh, especially in the SIC where it's a lot of your games are conference games, um, you know, it can be pretty easy to uh, to let one slip there. So they haven't. So kudos to them. Um, I know the Rust Bearcats, I know, keep up with them uh, through Coach Green over um, you know, when we go listen to Josh and those guys on HBCU nightly. So I know uh, they're feeling good and confident, even though they got they had to bounce back a little bit. And, uh, you know, 
It's a little odd, you know, as as uh, I think as Charles has been saying, not to see so many CIAA teams up there. Uh, generally, you know, the, the conference has been, um, you know, there's usually at least one one or two teams that are just really wiping the floor with the rest of the conference ahead or above and, and nationally ranked. But, um, you know, I think even so much with the men, and we'll get into that too, uh, I think, you know, last year Lincoln, you know, was kind of head and shoulders over everybody else. But even then it was a dogfight in the CIAA North um, with Elizabeth right. City. Um, and so now I think that there's even that much more parity, um, you know, but I have had a chance to see Fayetteville State uh, a couple times over the last couple of weeks. And uh, they're uh, they're peaking at the right time. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I, it's just a good poll. I, I have no qualms about it. I, I like that, man. We're going to keep you on here and keep asking you questions, man. You know what you're talking about. Stephen Case, I don't care what the other people say about your poll rankings of football. Now, like if this had good, been a couple yeah, weeks ago, I would have told you <laughs> Winston-Salem State women were being a little bit disrespected because they were one of the first ones to put pause on Lincoln. But uh, they've run into some injuries and, and they've right. had some things, too. So, um, so you know, they've they, they fallen off. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Tournament time's a whole new start in Baltimore. So we'll see what's up. Let's talk about that a little bit before I go to Bob. His general thoughts. Let's stick with the CIAA. Let's talk about some of these key matchups going down the stretch. Again, let's stay with the women. I know there was a big one last night uh, in regards to uh, on the men's side uh, that went a long way with Fayetteville State and Claflin that kind of um, flipped some things uh, that I'm sure you'll be able to talk about on the men's side. But focus a little bit more on the women at this point and talk about first, what are some key things in terms of key matchups that people need to keep your eyes on? And then I want you to give us a little touch. Let's talk about the CIAA tournament. It's the first of the HBCU tournaments that crank up. It starts right. next week. So you close out essentially this week. Um, so double duty for us. Talk about key matchups as we clinch and go down the stretch. And then talk about CIAA in terms of women's tournament. Yeah, well, um, you know, we're deaf. So, you know, the CIAA, uh, it seems like they always get a little creative as far as how how they're going to do the tournament seedings. I know, uh, you know, there are two divisions in the CIAA, and traditionally what's happened is the winner of each division would get a number one seed, uh, but they went away from that last year, and, and from what I understand, they're going to continue to go with the same system. So it's going to be based on your league record. Um, so, you know, Lincoln, um, you know, they are matching up against uh, – this Saturday they've got matched up against – um Bowie State um you know they've kind of fallen off a couple years back they were contending and and, right. and you know really pushing up there but they've kind of fallen off um it, you know you've got uh Virginia State and Virginia Union um you know both of these teams are, are rivals they're close by um both of them have had a lot of success but they've been struggling um and really I think it's I think it's just the top teams Fayetteville State uh going up against the State Hog team that they should beat easily um and, and also Lincoln against Bowie I think if they handle their business they'll be fine um you know we'll see um for uh you know there's a team like you know Winston-Salem State um again they are you know they've they've hit some hard times recently had a lot of injuries lost a lot of their post players um but I think any as long as they play any of the teams that don't have a lot of height um, I think uh, I would probably uh, like their chances. Coach Lamont has got those young ladies playing extremely hard, uh, but they've lost, uh, I think, you know, three or four of their bigs, including a young lady who uh, who had a fracture in her leg, very gruesome injury on HBCU Go last week. Um, and so they've been kind of, you know, trying to pick things up. But uh, right now, you know, you, you like Lincoln. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really them against the field right now. But again, Elizabeth okay. City State, Elizabeth City State is a team that, uh, you know, you don't really want to play this time of the year either. They've made some strides over the last couple of years. Well, I'll put you on the spot after I ask Mike. Mike, I'm going with you because you used to me putting you on your spot. On the women's yeah. side, CIAA, who's coming out of the tournament? Who you got? Well, you got Lincoln, uh, as you said, playing Bowie State, you know, you know, stat-wise. You know, so you'll, you'll, you'll get a chance to change it, so go ahead. Yeah, so you got Lincoln. I mean, you look at their point differential. Bowie State, they're in second place in the North. They're five and three, nine and five in the conference, but they're getting outscored on average by their opponents by ten points. And let's not talk about Saint Og, who plays Fayetteville. 
they're getting outscored by a million points by their opponents. So Fayetteville State and Lincoln should take care of business. And then, you know, if you look on the SIAC side, you know, you look at who you, you know, who, who you know, who who's the hot team? Who's got the hot hand? Um, is it Tuskegee? Um, you know, is, is Tuskegee really that, that, that team? I say, yes, they are that monster. And why do I say that? I always go back to data points and stats. Uh, you look at their point differential and how they're outscoring their opponents, um, what they're scoring, 72 points a game. Their opponents are scoring 55. That's a 20-point differential. Man, that's a couple of burgers, shakes, fries. And if you're in Houston, that's, you know, that's a three-piece Frenchies with a pepper and a red soda water. So you got to, you know, you do you really want to play the Tuskegee women? They're looking <laughs> well, he got to make it about Houston. That's right. Yeah, I, so, so I, I so don't know nothing about them Frenches, man. He over there. He won't. What, what y'all? What y'all got over there? Uh, what's the chicken? Uh, I can't think of it. Now. You know what? Bojangles. Bo, Bojangles. 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 Yeah, don't bring. Don't, don't bring. Don't bring. I want to raise in canes just for the sauce. Bojangles ain't got nothing on on. I mean, yeah, it's. I honestly, I want to raise in Like going to Dallas to try to get some Williams chicken. No, it don't work. So, with that being said, uh, welcome, Charles. We're gonna ask you, so I'm gonna go with Stephen Case, so you can cheat a little bit on this exam. Make sure I don't see you looking at the paper, though. Stephen, early prediction because I know you have right next week as a couple of things may play out this weekend, as you've told us. Uh, who's early in the lead? I think you kind of gave us a little tease at it, but who you, if you got to put a fly on it, who you got coming out on the women's side? See how doesn't Steven, it's you. Oh, who do I have? I'm sorry. I, I thought it was Charles. I was making sure I was being deferential. I, I got Lincoln, Um, you know. I got Lincoln. They're the defending champs. Uh, they lost. They lost some of the players from there, but they have some pieces back too. Uh, I think they're playing. They're peaking at the right time. So I, I will go with Lincoln. No problem, Charles. Yeah, I, I have to defer to, to uh, Stephen on this. I think uh, uh, it's been uh, Lincoln. I expect for them to come back in and and defend their crown. So I'm, I'm expecting a good showing uh, next week with regards to Lincoln. But you know, I, I was just thinking coming in. Uh, and <laughs> it's been so topsy-turvy in the CIAA. I, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I, I'm really looking forward to that tournament because anything can happen next week, especially on the men's side. More so on the men's side. Yeah. More so on the men's side. We're going to get a little more into the men's side after this break because I really want to get in detail. I think as you alluded to, Mike, it's going to be fun over on the men's side. Uh, Chicken for the CIAA, but much like you said, Stephen, uh, kind of what you're thinking about the CIAA is what you're used to seeing in SIEC. You know, teams go into the SIEC tournament all the time, playing really good basketball with the chest all out, if you would, because they've won the division, have this great record of what they've done in anything, and then tournament time comes and it all falls apart. That seems to be the case for the CIAA. But the question I really wanted to ask you here is, I want for those that haven't experienced, not, not just the CIAA tournament. A lot of folks have found a way to sneak into those CIAA tournaments. When I say sneak in, they obviously pay their money, but they, they went to that. But more folks have not necessarily had a chance to go to a CIAA campus game, those gyms, mm. right? Uh, whether it's a watch a game, Charles got a chance to do it this past weekend, calling the game to Skiing and Miles. Talk about particular for those uh, that haven't been there and, and maybe experienced, fortunately, from HBCU Go TV, uh, ESPN Plus, and uh, maybe seeing some of these games. Uh, Black College Sports Network obviously has worked more in terms of the SIEC, but happily they're able to get over there in the CIAA. But talk about what makes it really special. Yeah, um, I think I have an interesting perspective on this because when I went to Winston Salem State, that's when uh, for the for my, the last three of my uh, my red shirts, including my red shirt senior year, we were doing the divi <laughs> we were doing the uh, Division One uh, MEAC uh, round table. So, um, you know, we played most of our games uh, in the 
Coliseum or Coliseum Annex off of campus. Uh, and, you know, outside of playing North Carolina A&T at that time, pretty much everybody was out of state. So it was a different feel. So when I started doing HBCU game day, I got a chance to cover it. I got a chance to really see the CIAA beyond the tournament. And it, I think the thing that the CIAA has in its favor um, is the pro close proximity for a lot of schools, especially in North Carolina. I mean, you know, living in North Carolina, you bump into a, a CIAA grad or a CIAA school and it's, it's nowhere. Like, so last night, uh, Winston-Salem State was taking on uh, Johnson C. Smith. Johnson C. Smith's gym seats about 1,400 people. And, you know, Charlotte is one of the bigger, uh, is one of the bigger cities for alumni for Winston-Salem State. So, you know, people already know, you know, they got to come and get their tickets early because if not, you might run into a situation like what happened at Shaw in Raleigh where somebody, you know, you might not get into your own team's gym uh, because, uh, you know, certain teams <laughs> or whatever. So that close proximity I love it. Um, lends just a little bit of atmosphere there that takes it to the next level. I mean, you know, I would say the rivalry that people talk about most in North Carolina, uh, you know, out, you know, outside of the state is A&T and Central. And the reason that is that is because it's close. It's, it's proximity. It's people are from Durham. And they go to school in Greensboro, whatever. So it's that a thousand times. So you think about Livingstone and Johnson C. Smith are like thirty are like forty five minutes away on a traffic. Winston and Eliz Winston and Livingstone forty five minutes away. You know, Shaw and Saint Aug they're right next door to each other. Um, you know, the Virginia schools it's the same type of situation. So just being able to have that type of proximity um, just brings a, a bit of atmosphere that uh, I think is really special. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, of course you love the tournament, but just, um, you know, and the students, a lot of them, they know each other. And so it's just a real, it, it, I think it's just adds a lot to it. So if anybody can get a chance to check out a regular season CIAA game, um, you know, for sure, it's uh, it's definitely a tasting atmosphere. So, so much that you can't even have the cheer. They won't even, here's how intense it is. They won't even let the cheerleaders cheer at the same place. Like it's like it it, it they can't do it anymore because it, it got to be a thing. So it, 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 bring it high, bring it all, <laughs> bring it all. Hey Charles, I know you got a question. I'm gonna let you answer it on the other side of the green back and talk a little bit more about the men's. Uh, great description in terms of what goes on there. That's why they give you the pen and paper, as they say. I know you do it electronically now, but still a really well job with that. It reminded me and took me back literally. And I haven't thought about this in a long time. Uh, where I kind of first fell in love with HBCUs and didn't even realize it, I think until you just said it, is when Paul Quinn College was still in Waco. My dad would take me over there, and I remember uh, getting over there early as he'd get on for work, pick us up, make sure we did our homework, and we're zooming over there uh, to the campus, and you'd get in. Um, you know, he had a relationship in terms of knowing the coach and the athletic director, supported him in different ways, so we did get in, but you'd have these folks. It was like what we experienced in terms of trying to get in the club after you being cool and waiting for a while and they try to make sure that you understand how packed it is. They sit you outside and you breathing in, trying to look in as they talk about, all right, two more, two more. <laughs> so we'll be right mm -hmm. Exactly. Looks great, Fitcher. We'll be right back after this break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll debut the men's mid-major. Top 10, we'll get in a lot more talk of the CIAA from a men's perspective. We'll let Charles uh, get his question in to give us some more cultural framework of CIAA and what many of us experience that are HBCUs that we love from the various conference. We'll get a chance to talk a little more about that. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the other side. It's getting down to the nitty gritty in the basketball season. And we're starting to hear a little bit of the ping of the bats as we get into softball and baseball. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique.
from novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love laugh and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. Don't lose it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We have the team back. We have Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. They all join us, and we have none other than the basketball guru, CIAA extraordinaire, Stephen Gaither, HBCU game day. Enough of the platitudes because we're going to get into the men's side. We'll see what he says about this. He gave me love on the women's side, but, you know, you got to watch folks. They look candy, and then they're ready to snatch them back. We'll see. Receiving votes on the men's side. Things are deep and interesting over here. No one dropped out of this week. Are some changes? Maybe not in terms of the top five. We'll see what that looks like. Receiving votes. Miles, Golden Bears, 18 to 6, 13 and 5, 23 points. Behind them, Tuskegee Golden Tigers sit at 18 and 7. 13, 5, and 21 points. Winston-Salem State Rams, 16 and 7, 8 and 6. Started really strong, but they hit a little bit of the bump and grind. We'll find out from Gaither what that may have been, 14 points, and whether they still have a chance to get it done in the tournament. With that, we have West Virginia State Yellow Jackets sitting at 17 and 7, 11 and 7, 12 first place votes. Those are the teams that were receiving votes this week uh, as nobody dropped out in terms of the poll rankings. Let's get into the top five. Top five on the mid-major men's side, none other than at number five, Claflin Panthers, 18-5, 9-5, 39 points. Obviously, this is before, again, Monday night's game is the cutoff as the poll release. Uh, Gaither will tell you about where they stubbed their toes. Fayetteville State came in there and got it done. A big win by them, uh, showing no love to the newest members they got into Claflin Panthers. That's before, obviously, uh, Bluefield State comes in next year. We'll see what that means and see if there'll be any kind of to them. But number four, yeah, Philander Smith Panthers, 20 wins, a team uh, that we debut with 20 wins. And you'll see that refrain, 20 wins, uh, as we continue to go. 20 and 5, 10 and 3, 56 points. Uh, at number three, Virginia Union Panthers, 20 and 6, 10 and 4, 60 points. At number three, uh, they play in some good basketball. They played in the CIAA, and it's tough. Over there, so they nick uh, themselves a little bit in terms of taking a loss that which has allowed them to jump up. At number two, you have Langston Lions 24 and 2, 18 and 2, three first place votes. Some people think they're the best HBC program out there, and the team that is most likely to win a national championship. They're in the NIA, they played last couple of weeks with uh, only six players playing. so It'll be interesting to see if they can get right, but they are at number two, three first place votes, 76 points. Tougaloo Bulldogs, 25-1, and 13-0. Some people talk about the schedule, but there's something about being perfect in conference and only having one loss. Uh, they one loss, and they haven't lost to an NIA program. So, man, can you imagine if Tougaloo and Langston somehow find uh, out against each other in the NIA tournament? Because it looks like, obviously, both teams should make it. That would be fascinating. But – Two Bulldogs remain at the top spot in week number six, five first place votes, 79 points. Uh, I let Stephen Gaither go first. Charles is chopping at the bit. I don't want him to forget. I wouldn't let him ask his questions, so I'm going to let him tell me what's on his mind since he can't even breathe as we go through the top five. What you got, Charles? At the top five, and I'm literally looking over here at the SIAC standings. I got two teams in the SIAC West. 19 and 6, 18 and 7. I got teams over here in the SIAC East, Benedict, Morehouse, Beth State, 16 and 9, 16 and 8, 15 and 8, respectively. No love for the SIAC teams, East or West? No. They, 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 oh, they, oh. You, did you hear the number of teams I said with 20 wins? Can you give me somebody? <laughs> <laughs> then we can talk so, about Well, that, I mean, but, I, and I guess some of that is me looking at some of these SIAC teams, especially teams like Benedict. I mean, they play above the rim. They have a fun team to watch. 
uh, uh, Miles, Tuskegee, hard-nosed defensive teams. I was just surprised nobody they'll lock you top up. five. Yeah, they'll lock you up. Nope. They'll lock you up. They'll lock you up. I was just curious. Work. With Claflin, Claflin losing on Thursday, and those teams, as you said, have won this past week, you might find Claflin falling out if you can't find a way to get a rebound and get a big win this weekend. Um, so don't be surprised if Miles, Tuskegee, or Benedict find their way in the top five. But you got to remember the poll only goes Monday night. So those that 19 win that you talk about came later. So that didn't figure in the poll. But great point. I'll give you that as you give some shine. Uh, I see what happens. You call the game. Uh, Stephen Gaither, you better put in his name in there if you want a little more love for the CIAA. Make sure you call a game or two over there. He said you have a little more affinity when they bring him into the building. I don't know what that is. Mike's been patiently waiting. Let me get Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of the top five? Hopefully you're a little more grounded than your friend over there, Charles, is today. No, I'm asking questions for the, uh, the SIC. <laughs> no, here's why. I mean, if – I, I, you know, I understand Tougaloo record undefeated, but if you look at tough defensive teams, you look at like a mild, they're averaging, you know, 66, 67 points a game. You look at who they're playing and they're only allowing 65. It's a small point differential, but these are tough defensive game, tough defensive team. Same with Tuskegee, small differential. I don't think Ooh, they make it work. Yeah, they're gonna make you work for it. So um, I I don't think the polls are seeing that. That's my that's my issue. Those are data points, data points that are missing in your poll. That's 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 my concern. I, I give. Okay. Go ahead, Charles. I'm sorry, Mike. I thought you had paused there. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know I was about to turn that mic off anyway. Uh, <laughs> over there, Stephen Gates to save these people. All right, um, SIC. Let's he let's took just a pause there. I'm not too sure he's gonna save y'all. It, it might be SIC, but he sounds like he's going in a different direction. <laughs> um, SIC. Here's here's the thing about the SIC. You got uh some teams with some really good records. Miles Tuskegee, uh, Lemoyne Owen, who did beat Virginia Union early in the year. We'll give them their props. They did. Yeah. Um, they yes. did beat them early in the year. Uh, you know, Benedict is sixteen and nine. Morales is six and eight. And, so here's the thing. You got guys, you got you got one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm looking at six teams in the SIC, a 15 team league that have single digit wins at this point. Right. Ooh. Somebody got to win. Right. I'm just saying <laughs> somebody's got to win those games. So then you look at a Miles, you look at a Tuskegee, you look at a Lemoyne Owen. They're playing a lot of teams that's got seven, seven wins. Um Clark Atlanta, I saw them against Winston-Salem State earlier this year. They're a seven-win team, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I you know, I, I we'll see. Um, I know over in the CIAA, I know over in the CIAA they're whacking each other around. Um, that's what they do. It's probably not going to be good for them seeding-wise as far as the NCAA tournament. Um, right. You know, but, uh, you know, and I, I will give – I'll give the, some respect to the NAI, uh, you know, folks as well. Um, you know, we did have Xavier, um, who was 18 and seven. They did play uh, Virginia Union and they got beat pretty solidly, but it was competitive. Um, you know, uh, even I, I will look at, you know, I'll look at uh, also there was another there was. Another, so they also played Lemoyne Owen and they were one and one against Lemoyne Owen. They played him in an exhibition and. They played them in a uh, in a game that counted. They won the game that counted, and then they beat up on Johnson C. Smith uh, early in the year too. So I'll give so you know I'll give the NAIA, NAIA um, you know some credit for sure. Winning that amount of games is never is never easy. Um, Tougaloo's you know one of their losses is to uh, a D two school, uh, Mississippi College. I don't know how great they are. Um, so there's that. Good but uh, but I think this, I think the poll is solid. Um, I really don't have any. Steve, Steve. You know, I, I would say Fayetteville State may be playing better basketball right now, for the most part, than maybe either of those at uh, CIAA teams that you've played. Said especially Claflin since they just beat them, but they do kind of have have a middle of the road record. They 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 struggled early, so um, I I actually I don't have any problems with the poll right now. Steven, can I ask you one question? What's up? Who's that you said beat? Johnson Seaman. I just want to ask. 
Xavier. So I was just I was using them as an as a because we don't get in the in the CIAA we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of NAIA matchups. Um, right. so that was just right. one that I knew that happened. That was a part of the Chris Paul uh, HBCU tip off, and they so and they won eighteen games uh, as an NAIA school. So I, I figured that was a pretty good barometer. Yeah, that, that, that was good. That was a 20-point victory, but it's Johnson C. Smith. I mean, I'm ser- serious. I gave him the credit for that. They are one of the teams that are single, are, are not having hit 10 wins yet, but, yeah, they, but they beat two of the teams that are on the top five, though. Yeah. They beat Virginia Union. Go ahead, Charles. I don't think they beat them. But they have beat Virginia Union. Mike will make this point. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to ask uh, uh, Stephen, especially when we take a look at uh, teams uh, over the past few years, a team like Talladega or this year's Tougaloo team. We started taking a look at some of these strong NAIA teams. Uh, you know, how did they match up against a CIAA team or an SIAC team? Yeah, I think they're so rare. That's why, and that's again why I brought up Xavier because they played Virginia Union as well as as well as Johnson C. Smith. You know what I mean? So that's I. You know I have to wreck my brand as far as other NAIA programs. There's not a lot of them that are standing out. The CIAA teams that played this year, for the most part, they play teams in their uh, Atlantic Division, and then there's some other teams that are kind of like a Clinton College who's not NAIA anymore. They're uh, what is it? NC one of these you know one of these divisions, and then they're more of college. So there's not a lot of there's not a lot of NAIA CIAA mixing. Um, I do like the Chris Paul that does give us chance a chance to see a little bit of that. Uh, at least it did mm-hmm. this year. So, you know, maybe there'll be some more of those matchups. Um, but I know strength of schedule wise, the team like Claflin, um, who has played a lot of SIEC teams um, or played a couple of SIEC teams. I know they've they've taken one of the things about them. They're 18 and six, but their strength of schedule um, has been really taking a hit um as far as the d2 tournament mm. we're looking at that as well even though they've been nationally ranked so um you know it's interesting um you know you know you kind of have to you plan in the division that they play in in the ciaa which is the atlantic region it's a really tough region you need as many in region division two wins as you can get and so it doesn't really lend for them to play a lot of naia schools unfortunately mm. interesting yeah, yeah. With that being said sticking with Sticking with you, Stephen, what is your uh, big matchup on the men's side that you want to keep people to keep their eyes on? Well, I would say this Saturday, uh, there's Virginia Union of Virginia State. Um, yeah. Yep. Virginia Union is hosting. They're 21 and 6, the best. They've got the best record in the CIAA. They've, uh, but they've dropped a couple clunkers uh, recently. Uh, and uh, Virginia <laughs> State has, uh, Virginia State was doing well. They hit a little bit of a nosedive there. Uh, they're four and five, excuse me, in the division, but they are 10 wins in the conference. So, so Union is 11 and four and Virginia State is 10 and five. Um, and as long as, as well as Fayetteville State is now 10 and five uh, in the North. So uh, Fayetteville State, Fayetteville State has Johnson C. Smith. They should win that game, uh, but they only beat, they only beat them by one earlier in the year, but that was at Brave Boy Gymnasium and Johnson C. Smith. And they're tough to play there. For everybody, for some reason, I won't give my theories as to why they're tough to play there, but they'll be playing in Fayetteville. So <laughs> you just don't want to get fined. <laughs> oh, you know, nobody's gonna find me. I would never, I'd be all I would get was fines. But you know. <laughs> exactly, Mike. You had a follow up question you want to ask? No, I was uh, just going back to NAI versus uh, D two, whatever. I mean, I thought the example that that Steve even had was really good um was a virginia union against xavier um but don't use the johnson c smith that 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 was just uh i mean they beat they that i'm saying they beat them like they should have beaten johnson jay, jay mack on here wanted to give you another one he said morehouse beat fayetteville state in atlanta yeah. earlier this year right and fayetteville state is uh now they're on top of the division but they're 15 and 12 overall so you know, I guess my question was for Stephen, you have a lot more experience. If we had a lot, a lot more of these matchups, what's your gut feel? I know we don't know what's your gut feel for how they would shake up. Do you think it'd be 50 50 and, you know, you know, I like that. Good question. I think on a neutral court would be interesting. I think on the home, uh, on the home court, I think whoever would have the home court would definitely probably have an edge. 
I, I like Virginia Union over over any of those schools. I just do. And probably Claflin, too. Uh, but I think, you know, I think I think that would be compelling matchups. I'm not saying they would steamroll over all of them. But, um, you know, because some of these teams do have, you know, multiple D1 guys that are there yep. as some of the the better D2s do as well. So um, I think it, I think it would be competitive. It would definitely be fun to see. I just don't know that we'll ever see it with the CIAA knowing that they've got a they've got a serious uh, they've got a serious built in bias against them already being HBCUs in the toughest D2 uh, D2 conf- region. I'm sorry. Steven, no, if you, that's a really good point. If you oh, had to call. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. No, nah, we're up against it. I just wanted to ask you um, what type of uh, matchups, and it doesn't have to be Division Two. I know we had a lot of that. What key matchups do you want people to keep their eyes on this weekend? Uh, I think for I, sure I, uh, at the D1 level, I would definitely say uh, – you know, Howard going to Baltimore, um, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, we made a joke about it last night, but, you know, we finally let Howard, you know, half the MEAC left and, and Howard finally got, you know, good at at sports. <laughs> and so, you know, now us on the East Coast got to deal with it. You know, they're like that. They're like that guy that's like good looking and his family's rich. And, and girls like him, but he just only thing he has, is he can't play sports. So now he's got a little now he's got a little game on him and he's like really Really walking yeah, around like that. Yeah, Howard is a Theo Huxtable of HBCUs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Charles, what, about you? What, what games you want to keep your eyes on, Charles? Uh, Grambling Southern uh, uh, in Salt Lake. Uh, I think that'll that'll be a fun one uh, this weekend. Uh, I you know I like to see these teams play each other on uh, on their own home court, but it's an interesting juxtaposition with them out there in Salt Lake City. So it'll be a a great showcase for uh, swag basketball. A great showcase for uh, Grambling Southern. Yeah, I agree. Same, I agree. Same, same here. That I'm means. looking at it in terms of attendance too. Obviously, there's some things that are built in that should help it. But I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what that looks like. Mike, what game did you want to see guys on the that team? that same one? Just for that very reason. But I'm looking to see what the environment's like. What's that? What's that crowd going to look like? So, um, so that that'll be interesting. Keep an eye out there. Yeah, Jay Max said, uh, "Can his Morgan State fans get some love?" We talked about it on Tuesday. Your women are. Mm-hmm. In number one in the po- uh, major division poll rankings on the women's side, uh, the ladies are getting it done over there for the Morgan State Bears. The men have struggled of late. They they went out there and punched some people in the mouth, but over late they've struggled. I think it's my understanding an injury has kind of derailed them a little bit. We'll see if they can get it going, closing down. They have some key matchups. So it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. Again, uh, in terms of HBCU Go, we do have some television matchups that you can catch on some stuff. Um, as Alcorn State at Jackson State doubleheader, 12.30 and 3 o'clock on Saturday. And then on Monday, you have 5.30, 8 o'clock, Mississippi Valley at Prairie View doubleheader. Uh, you have your Saturday morning uh, games that you can check on on CW, uh, produced uh, by a program out there, getting it for some CIAA as they close out the season. So something to keep your eyes on. Make sure you continue to read uh, and, and follow us, as we say in terms of what's going on there, but make sure you check out Stephen Gaither, HBCU game day with his great articles that he continues to keep you informed about the HBCU landscape and multiple facets, giving you insight that you can't quite get anywhere else. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yada Kabil, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watch, Charles Bishop, um, again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bills Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Wash, Charles Bishop, and our guest today, Stephen Gaither, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday right here at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We look forward uh, to next week as we discuss the latest in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Bill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Make sure you look these guys up on Twitter, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and Stephen Gaither. Follow them, give them a like. Subscribe to HBCU Game Day. While you're subscribing to HBCU Game Day, make sure you do the same thing for BCSN. We're out here giving you all this content as much as we can, spending a lot of time doing research and homework. We'd love to get the support. My JBN, my BCSN. Go to the website, support us. 25th anniversary of BCSN, giving you all you need from your HBCU perspective. Live content that you can't quite get anywhere else. That's inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram on YouTube for Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles, 
Horse. Mike. Lecture. Steven. Dismissed. You got it. He did his homework. 100.